Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky and all the Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast. Love the graps. My name's Chris, I'm here with Alan. Hello. That's Alan, and uh, this is a podcast that we hardly ever do anymore. <laughs> Uh, where we talk about wrestling because we hardly ever go anymore. Um, I mean, I go plenty. You go to slightly more than I do. Yeah. Um, not you know, not lots more. Well, probably twice as much. I mean, it's not that's not that, that's not that much. No. Um, uh, it's it's about wrestling. We go to wrestling and we talk about it. Yeah. Um, we normally just do this if we go to wrestling together. Yeah. Which is what we've done. No point if we go separately. No, well, it's just it's one-sided conversation, isn't it? Really it really is, yeah. Um, and cause sometimes, Alan, frankly, it feels like that anyway. It feels like I'm talking to a bloody brick wall. Shut up. It feels like I'm talking to a carbon-based life form. <laughs> um, good evening, carbon-based life forms. Uh, that'll be a joke that will only make sense if you were at tonight's Fight Club Pro Show, which is where we've just been. Isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, we've been there. Yeah. To Return of the Sendai Part 2. Yeah. Um, which I am reliably informed mm. is actually the second Return of the Sendai show. Yeah, there's no confusion like um, with hangovers. Hangovers. Uh, it was at the Hangar. It was. In Wolverhampton. Yeah. We are on the M6. Zooming our way home. Uh, it's well, ra- I mean, we're doing 50 because well, it's road work. Yeah, it's raining. Yeah. So if you can hear raindrops that's what that is yeah or the wipers squeaking away if you hear some wipers I can only apologise for the wipers Um, is that the punk band the wipers yeah I do apologise for the wipers Uh, they were fine yeah yeah not not like a top 10 punk band no probably more famous for the Nirvana covers really than anything what they covered Nirvana (laughs) very good (laughs) very good Um, no they didn't so yeah we went to a show yep wrestling show um, Fight Club Pro you know the majority of our podcasts are about (laughs) Fight Club Pro because I've already paid for tickets for that Um, but we've got some other shows coming up eventually yeah we've got some weird stuff coming up yep Um, which we'll get to when we get to it yeah um, but what, I mean that's how time works that, yeah that is how time works um, uh, this uh, we weren't I'm not going to talk about it but it's been very hot that's what the world's talking about yeah I mean I've, I've just started listening to a podcast called We Don't Talk About The Weather yeah um, and they don't talk about the weather right um, but they do talk about wrestling on it um, even though essentially it's a politics podcast yeah but I tuned in because that's what you do to podcasts. Yeah. Uh, I tuned in for an episode of the day, and they were giving a rundown on the uh, opening match on the first day of the G One. Oh wow! Well, yeah. I mean, that's going to alienate a good portion of their listeners, perhaps. Yeah. Before going on to to dissect the career of Stella Creasy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, we're not going to talk about that. No. Um, no Stella Creasy on here or G One. Yeah. No Stella Creasy. She can get out of here. Yeah. No. 
No G1. Get out of here, John Moxley. Foxy Moxie. You're not welcome here. <laughs> isn't it great how he's spiking the Dirty Deeds now, isn't it? Sorry. Death Rider. Death Rider. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, just good. Yeah, just great. Just great. Just great. Um, I only like it. I only like low blows though. Now those are right. those are the only moves that I think should be able to win matches. Yeah. If anybody hasn't seen it, then please track down the G1. I know I said we weren't going to talk about G1, but I feel that I need to talk about this. Track down the match between Toriano and Jay White. Yeah. It is one of the finest wrestling matches I think I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that, hundred yeah. percent. And so, uh, if you if you're listening to this podcast, you'll know what kind of stuff pushes our buttons. Yeah. So, you know. so that's a solid recommendation from Love yes. for Grabs. But we'll talk about some other wrestling, shall we? Yeah, some wrestling we actually went to. Yeah, should we just get into the the format of the show? Yeah. So we're going to talk about three things that we liked. Yep, love the graps. And three things that we didn't like as much. Not my graps. And in order for us to delay the negatives, <laughs> you know, we'll get to the bad news eventually, but we'll start yeah. with the good news. Start with some love the graps. Yeah. Numero uno, number one. Um, we'll start at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Uh, with the match in particular. Weird to have been placed at the beginning of the show. Maybe a minor, not my grabs. Well, I mean, it all made respect. sense at the end. Did it? I mean, it didn't 100%. Well, in the... the I mean, we'll, we'll get onto this a bit later. The thing is... But the, the show needed to end with Schadenfreude running Riot. And it could have done that... I, I guess... With yeah. the uh, other way around. Yeah. Anyway, so... Opening match was the Fight Club Pro World Championship. It's not a world championship. Yep. Um, it was uh, the champion, Dunk Zia. Yeah. Um, Dar- Lee Dunkzilla. Yeah. Mark Davis. Yeah. Uh, against uh, Shigehiro Irie. Or Bigger Hero, as I like to call it. Yeah. Big Hero Irie. Yeah. Um, he does look a bit like Baymax, doesn't he? He does a little bit. Yeah. I think Baymax is Japanese for beast mode. Right. Yeah. So um, people were still chanting beast mode at him, even though he didn't have beast mode on his pants this time. Well, he did, didn't he? He did have it on his gear, but it's only just legible. Yeah, under his armpit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's in a it's in a script that, frankly, I would expect to see painted on the side of a subway train in New York, 1970. I, I was thinking about it, and it's a font that I would describe as disco metal. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, who's your favourite disco metal band? My favourite disco metal band are the Village of the Damned People. Very good, very good. I'll give you that. I mean, very good is an overstatement. Yeah, I mean, I was stretching for it, really. Yeah. Um, so, Shigeru against Mark Davis. Yeah. Two big boys. Yeah, big fellas. Yeah. And uh, they did what big fellas tend to do when they're in wrestling matches. Well, they did a, a slightly different variant of it because we're we're quite used to to big fellas hitting each other a lot, yeah, and throwing each other around. And they did a bit of that, yeah. They did quite a lot of that, but they also did a lot of throwing themselves onto the other fella, yeah, lots with of, all their bulk, <laughs> lots of body on body contact, yeah. It was um, their greatest weapon was their own body. Yeah. Uh, and I, I quite appreciated that. Yeah. As, as a larger gentleman myself, yeah. um, 
I, I, I like throwing my body on onto things. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Bonfires. Yeah. Um, trash heaps. The poor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there were a couple of really big, like silly spots. Yeah. There was one. I'm not even totally sure what it was supposed to be. In that Mark Davis was sat on the apron. Yeah. And Irie ran at him and dived, did a lope. It was like a cross body yeah. thing. And, and just caught the back of Mark Davis's head. Yeah. And then careened into the barriers on the outside. Yeah. It looked very ouchy. Yeah. And, and my, everyone just kind of went. <gasps> and my favourite was the sort of slight, like rotated senton yeah. that um, Irie did off the top rope. Yeah. Um, just base and just landed. Yeah. Just like if you were um, if you were doing a Blue Peter appeal back yeah. in the nineties, and you were trying to um, collect aluminium cans, but you could only send them into Blue Peter flattened. Right. Yeah. You, you might hire Irie to to do a big sent on onto a bunch of them. Just flatten them right out. That would. Yeah. 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 Um, and then John Leslie would. Um, be able to do something a little bit more wholesome with his life. <laughs> uh, I used to like uh, when I was younger stamping on cans so yeah. that they wrapped around the sole of your shoe. Oh, okay, yeah. And then walking along making a, a nice. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't get my, my mouth's too dry. Yeah. yeah. I remember there used to be a blue Peter, there was a blue Peter campaign where you had to collect like bottle tops. Yep. I don't know what they did with those. I presume that they. Um, fooled people into thinking they were actual money. Yeah. Um, probably old people. Yeah. They're easily confused. Um, and uh, traded them for proper coins, which they then spent on Africa? Yeah, or like a bench for the Blue Peter Garden. Yeah. I yeah. once um, did a, uh, a pilot for a, a TV game show. You did a pilot? Well, I was in a pilot. What was his name? Very good. You were in a pilot. Very good. What was his name? Yeah, very good, Dad. <laughs> um, uh, for a BBC game show. All oh, right, yeah. And part of it was set in the Blue Peter Garden. All oh, right, yeah. Uh, it was called Benchmark. Okay. And it all centred around a garden bench. Called Mark. Well, you had to we had to build the bench. You had to leave your mark on the bench. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, to stain the bench yeah. with my own. Uh, so bench. yeah, how did you get on? Did you build a bench? Yeah, I built a bench. I mean, why did you and have to build a bench? We had to carry a bench down to Shepherd's Bush. Why? Why? It was just the game show. It was yeah, whoever but, could build the bench quickest. But the whole and then, the, the show was called Benchmark. Yeah. So the whole bet the whole show was based around a bench. Yeah. One of those bench-based game shows. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I I don't think whilst it was a pilot, I think it was part of like a training exercise right. for the BBC more than anything. So you like, say it wasn't picked up for series. It wasn't, no. But when we were filming at Television Centre, which was a lot of fun, got to go into a bar where yeah. I saw John Inverdale. All oh, right. Um, I thought you were going to say John Inman. No, um, but we were outside outside the front of the television centre. Right. Um, I saw Sophie Ellis-Bexter. She oh. was on her way in. Bomber's face. Yeah, I shouted, Sophie! 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 It's me! <laughs> it's me! And she just, she wasn't, she wasn't impressed. No. Susan, I, I don't know, just to clarify, 
I don't know Sophie Ellis Baxter. I mean, we all feel we know her in some way. Yeah. Well, because we were all privy to that murder on the dance floor, well, you weren't were, we? Yeah. I feel like it's a bonding experience. We're an accessory. Yeah. Um, so she could hear her eerie against yeah. Mark Davis. <laughs> uh, they um, are just big, just two big lads. Shigahiro Irie is value for money every time you see him. Yeah. Like, just uh, the the video that came up on the um, on the screen, um, which showed little highlights of, of Shigahiro Irie, was mainly him throwing other men into a, into other men. Yeah. Or like pile driving a man on top of another man yeah which I'm particularly a fan of um, I like that his thing is I'm going to hit you with another man yeah um, I'm going to use a man as a weapon I particularly liked a bit in the match where Shigahiro Irie looked like he'd completely fucked up his uh, right elbow yeah to the point where the referee checked it and then appeared to give him instructions to not use that elbow don't use, use it. the left one yeah and then Irie kept using the right one at which the referee was just we we just used the left one Irie yeah. Irie are you stupid are you stupid you've hurt that one and it like, it was a Japanese ref, so he's probably saying it in Japanese as well. So you, you can't say that he, he didn't understand what he was saying. Yeah, that's what I was doing. That was my impression. Was that was, your impression? Yeah. Yeah. Japanese Every people day. Come on now. <laughs> You've hurt that arm. Use your other arm. That's exactly what Japanese people sound yeah, like. Yeah. In a not even trying to do a racist impression. Because <laughs> yeah. we don't do that on this. No, no. We, we, we don't do that anymore. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not since we were, we were asked not to by yeah. several embassies. Yes. Um, so that was that was a love the grabs. Yeah, yeah, I loved that grabs. Yeah. Um, do you want to do another one? Yeah, let's do another one. Let's move right along. Yeah. Uh, to a scramble match. Yeah. We love a scramble match. We do. Um, I think there was there was a couple of things. So it was a seven person scramble match. Yeah. Um, I think I would just really want to highlight a couple of things yeah. from it. More I than mean, anything. the whole match was great. Um, we'll, we'll get that out of the way. It wasn't supposed to be a scramble match. It was supposed to be a one-on-one yep. uh, between El Fantasmo, who's a bitch now. Well, the thing is, was bitch. it supposed to be a one-on-one? Because he was the guest, wasn't he? Well, yeah, but Joel came out, up. didn't he? Well, yeah, he did, but Perhaps he, he came out. Have. Functional Fraser Thomas was like, my guest at this time, because that's the thing he's heard on TV. Yeah. Um, and then El, El Fantasmo of the Bullet Club came yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and then old El Fantasmo's gone bad, hasn't he? He has. He's, he's, he's gone rotten since yeah. he's been in Japan. Although his tactic of healing on Wolverhampton yeah. uh, in a room of 700 people where probably 645 of them don't come from Wolverhampton yeah. um, and have no close attachment to the city of Wolverhampton was perhaps not, not the best. Well, clearly when he's been over in Japan, the Japanese people have been saying to him, El Fantasmo! <laughs> Don't you realise that Wolverhampton's bad now? El Fantasmo! So, yeah, um, anyway, so he came out and he, he started healing and Travis Banks came out to defend the honour of Wolverhampton. Yeah. Um, I mean, El Fantasmo said some terrible things. I think he was Travis trying to Banks. defend his own honour. Yeah, um, but the less said about that, the better. We're not that kind of podcast. No. Um, and then it turned into a, a massive multi-person match, yeah. um, which had uh, action throughout. But a couple of things that we really wanted to highlight about it. Yeah. 
So there were a couple of, I think it, it mainly centres on the debuts. Yeah. Um, we love a debut. So we had seven we? people. Yeah. Um, so as well as El Fantasma and Travis Banks, we had Ricky Shane Page. We had Omari. Somebody else who wasn't making their debut. <laughs> oh, lucky, lucky kid. Lucky kid. Yeah. What? What? Why is lucky kid? He's a lucky. He's a lucky little boy. He's very weird. Yeah. Um, Just that weird walk. Didn't come out to Schadenfreude's music no. today. Although no. he was very much part of Schadenfreude later on. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, but then we had two debuts. Yeah. Um, first of which was Jody Threat. Yep. A, a Canadian skateboarder skateboarded to the ring she did we skateboarded on the stage and then she sat on the skateboard and rolled down the ramp yeah she didn't fancy it you get that wobble when it gets a bit fast don't you when I was little I had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles skateboard and all I ever did on it was sit on it and go down a hill until you fell off I had a skateboard uh, well I mean I'm old enough that I had a like a really old skateboard like (laughs) you're old enough to well it wasn't a really old skateboard was it well no it was new at the time (laughs) Um, but like the not even like the big type it was a little yeah, little, little skateboard one, yeah. um, and then uh, later when skateboards came back in the mid 80s yeah. I, I had a I, big skateboard yeah. um, which was neon pink um, but for some reason I just painted it over in white emulsion and then I drew the MTV logo on it <laughs> oh sick <laughs> I know. that's because th- you love Dire Straits isn't it well I mean <laughs> that was like about 1985, 1986. Yeah. We didn't get satellite TV till like 1990. MTV. So, yeah. Just MTV, man. Oh, cool. So, yeah, Jody Threat. Um, Canada's answer to Addy Star. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? The joke I'm not going to explain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, she was pretty cool and she did some cool stuff in the match. She did a delayed suplex where she picked up a man. Picked up Lucky Kid and, and held, held him up for, held him for quite yes. a while. And she also did one of those Jeff Cobb type uh, mm. Yankin suplexes type thing. The Yankin ones. Yeah, one of those ones. Yeah, so she was pretty great. Yeah. Um, the other debut. Yeah. Um, was uh, Akara Noir. Yeah, fella, he's been everywhere, hasn't he? Yeah, one of my favourite craft beers. Yeah. Stout. <laughs> yeah. Um, available in, in, in many an establishment. Um, Akara Noir, now, he, yeah, he is everywhere at the minute. Yeah. And part of my initial reaction, well, maybe not my initial reaction, but um, I had to sort of check myself because I was getting a little bit of fatigue where I was like, oh, he is in every promotion now. Yeah. Because he's going to be in progress yeah. uh, in September as part of the national, the national, yeah. the national progression series. Yes. They, no foreigners. Well, no, the, yeah, they've gone full, uh, <laughs> full nationalist. Yeah. Um, no, he's in the natural progression series with uh, with Gene Money. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to see us make our return to the ballroom. And if anyone from Progress is listening, we are only going for Gene. Money. I know you're there, Glenn. Yeah. So, I know you're listening, Glenn. So, Glen, Glenneth Joseph. Yeah. Um, if that is your name, um, it's G Money who sold them tickets. So. Riley, is that all right, Paddy? Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, uh, shoot. That's a shoot, baby. That's a shoot, brother. Um, so yeah, so Karen White is everywhere, but he hasn't been in Fight Club Pro. No. Till tonight. Yep. Now, if I was the man behind Karen Noir, which means blackface, did you know that? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, that. it's weird, yeah. isn't it? That's nice. um, he, he has white face. Should be Cara Blanc. It sounds like a wine. It sounds stupid, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, Cara Blanc. Um, the man behind Cara Noir, uh, 
I imagine he, he felt a little bit of a tingle because <laughs> the the music here and because he's been everywhere, yeah, people knew what that meant. Yeah. And at that point the place exploded. Yeah, I mean and that was great. And like I think if you listen back to a podcast from like a year and a half ago, two years ago, I don't know how long ago. Yeah. Um, when we first saw Car Noir, I think one of the things that we said about him was, I look forward to seeing this entrance in a proper venue. Yeah, a big stage. On a big stage, good lights. Yeah. And that's what we got tonight, and it's yeah. the first time I've seen it like that. And it was and it really, amazing. It really worked. Yeah, really, really Music good. was loud. I... Lights were dark. Lights were dark. Yeah, lights were bright when they needed to be dark when they needed yeah, to be. Yeah, there was be. A, a good um, film on the the big screen, which suited him as he was coming down. Yeah, um, and I think even the people in the crowd who didn't know who he was immediately got the sense that this guy was a bit special. Yeah, um, and then he, he did his usual stuff in the match where he, he just hit people and kicked people very hard. A moment of gay panic in there. Yeah, I'm not. Not down with that, really. Yeah. Um, I think we can do without that. Yeah. I don't think. I think Cara Noir's kind of got past the gold dust thing, yeah. hasn't he? But yeah. I mean, because there's a bit at the start where it's like, oh, is it is it gay panic or are they just a bit freaked out by him with him being, you know, a, a bit of a scary, mysterious yeah, there dude? Was that. And then there, there was a kissy bit. Yeah. And it was like, oh right, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, don't do that. It's not. It's not but other than that, absolute fantastic success of a debut for Cara Noir. Yeah. Um, in a, a wonderfully fun match. Yeah, it was a fun match. It yeah. was a fun scramble. Fight Club do their scrambles well. Yeah. Always silly. Um, there was a there was a one note on it which I wasn't super keen on, which was that it, it was weirdly it started with tags. Yeah. They were doing tags at the beginning. That's not a scramble. No. It's not a scramble if you're not all scrambling. Yeah. Um, so don't do that again. But I mean, I know there are a lot of people out there. But I did actually like one bit out of that to do with the kind of tag bit is that Lucky Kid was in one corner. Yeah. And the action kind of came into his corner. The two people in the ring were like fighting in his corner, and he just turned away from them. Yeah. And turned his back. As if he just did not want there, there, to know what there, there was going on. There were a couple on. of bits where they played on it, yeah. which was fine, yeah. but, like, it's not a scramble, is it? No, no, it's not. Um, so let's do one more. Love what, the grass. One more. Okay. This is going to be almost almost like a brief one. Yeah. Do you know what? It might even be just, like, a few words. Yeah. Um, I, mean, should we, I mean, we could give it some context... Or do you just want to throw it out there? Uh, I don't know. I don't know now. Well, the context I was going to give it was that you you said to me um, minutes before it happened. Yeah. If this happens, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm going to explode. I'm going to freak out. Yeah. Um, Chiro Hashimoto done a suplex on Santos Junior. Yeah. Um, Santos Junior is a massive beanbag of a man. <laughs> I mean that the nicest. A big old sack of laundry. Yeah. He's um, like um like a stress ball. Yeah. Yeah, human stress ball. Um big 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 man. Yeah. And Hashimoto, whilst obviously a very strong woman, yeah. is like a third of his size. Yeah. 
and she picked him up. I mean, not not without great effort, but she picked him up and she dropped him. Yep. Like a wrestler does. Yep. German suplex. Yeah. Japanese suplex. Yeah. Um, I think you'll find that's a Japanese suplex, Alan. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was impressive. Yeah, no, we'll just, leave it that's that. it. Just yeah. impressive that. Yeah, I mean, she did a she did it late to Carl Fletcher as well. He's not a small fella. Yeah, um, and he's nowhere near uh, Santos's side, but you know. So yeah, yeah, he's like half Santos's size. Yeah, she's um, she's pretty strong. Yeah, very strong. Yeah. So let's do it. We're going to move on. Okay. Not my graps. Right. A few things. Three things. Let's start. We're going to start with an old standard. Yeah. Uh, we're going to touch on something that, you know, hardly ever goes without being said when it comes to Fight Club Pro. No. Which is, um, what's up with your timekeeping, bro? Yeah. Now, it's notable we weren't at the last Fight Club Pro show. No. We got season tickets and we passed them on to our pals, Mark and Grant. Yeah, uh, that's Mark and the Dark Fruits Daddy. Um, and I went to bed and I got up to messages from Grant moaning about the late finish and two intervals. It was almost like me and Chris had actually gone. Yeah. Um, and 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 done our usual moan. So let's do that moan again. Yeah. Um, finished late and they had two intervals. Yeah. I mean, it also started late, but um, a couple of our friends were held up on the train network, so that worked out okay ah, for them. Ah, fuck them. Well, one of them came all the way from Denmark. Yeah, well, he should know how to keep time then. Denmark, I, I'm presuming, they're, they're notorious for being punctual. Are they? Yeah. I think they're more notorious for Lego. Um, actually, Alan, I think you'll find that we in Denmark are notoriously punctual. Is that what they sound like? Yeah, that's what they right, sound okay. like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they started late, but it wasn't, like, massively late. Like, no. doors were open, everybody was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It started maybe five or ten minutes late. Yeah. Fine. Um, but, like, when you're getting up to, like, quarter to eleven and you decide to do a second interval, yeah. then you're basically telling your audience you just don't care about their time yeah like you're here now you've paid your ticket now and I know the reason they're doing it it's the reason I would do it as a promoter if I was in that position yeah it's to sell drinks it's to sell drinks at the bar and it you know functional Fraser Thomas he tried to kind of make it seem like it's for our welfare as well. Yeah. In that, I mean, he was right. It was hot as balls yeah. in there. It was like um, carbon-based life forms. And, you know... Please, go. <laughs> hydrate yourself. <laughs> was he Japanese? Yeah, I think he was. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, it's right. You do need to, to keep hydrated. But it did feel as though, yeah, just... They, they want to sell a few more cans of red, red hooch bull. Hooch, they were selling. Hooch. Yeah, yeah. Emma was it, were it well yeah, into that. They're on the hooch now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just... I, I will say, I, I'm going to have a, a slight moan and then a, a, an okay, that's that's cool. Um, in that, I did go to the bar to buy us a drink. Yeah. Um, not not a drink between the two of us. Um, just Although I would that. share a drink. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't be ashamed to share a drink with you, Alan. No. As, right. long, as long as you suck your bit out. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Something my sister always used to say to me. You know when you you drink out of a can and yeah. then you leave a little bit 
yeah, like just in on the, the, lip, the rim yeah. of the can. Yeah. She'd always say, suck your bit out. Oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I went to a two pound a, a drink. So two pound for a can of Pepsi, two pound for a bottle of water. Okay. Um, which is horribly expensive. And then after I'd paid two pound for a, a bottle of water, Joe Atherton, useless Joe Atherton, yeah. said, you know they're giving away free water at the bar. Um, so at that point, I then went and refilled my bottle. Um, so well done for giving away free yeah. free water. And yeah, like, oh, well done. <laughs> yeah, well, doing... well done for providing tap water. A like, basic human right. Like even angry water to, won't cut you off. I feel like we had to do a fucking blue Peter appeal to get that clean water. <laughs> they needed to bring in challenge Annika to build a well outside, like the hangar in Wolverhampton. That was on the uh, the game show pilot Watermark. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, 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 what? Um, so, yeah, it's just two intervals, man. I mean, maybe it's because we're old, you know? I mean, the people who are there for a, a rocking night out, that's what I say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a rocking night out. and Banging, kicking. Yeah, they're loving their dark fruits, yeah. um, like the dark fruits Daddy Grant. Um, well, well, we know he didn't like it. Um, but perhaps they want that. Perhaps they want more chances to go and buy some more alcoholic beverages. But nothing's stopping them from going to do that Well, anyway. I mean, that is true. And in fact, right. there's less of a queue at the bar if you yeah. go when when the, the, the yeah. people are coming out for a match. I just think, like, I, I really, it, it's almost offensive to me to have two intervals on a six-match card. Yeah. Like, it's like, you, you could have squeezed an extra match on. Yeah. Or pace it better. Or So have two matches then an interval two matches then an interval two matches it's just those intervals should be as short as humanly possible yeah. like they oh, I don't know yeah. whatever it's like I said it's boring like, now isn't it's it? boring I feel like I'm banging my head against yeah. the brick wall yeah don't do that no well no. alright let's move on to another one okay let's go on to another um, not my graps then yeah yeah let's let's assassinate someone an actual murder yep and get us kicked off Twitter yeah we'll get kicked off of the iTunes podcast directory this yeah, time but only if uh, Shun Maker Samata dobs us in to the police yeah grasses us up oh fucking blue checker yeah um okay so we're going to talk about an individual then are we right yeah so there were six matches tonight yeah uh, five of them were, f- were fine to great yeah uh, the other one um, although it had some some really good people in it and did have some good moments in it, it, it kind of stuck out on the card. Um, and that was a, an eight-person tag match. Um, and although it wasn't completely her fault, um, I'm going to symbolise the the way that this match didn't work by picking on one person in it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry about that, but. Let's do it. Okay, so, let's talk about Martina then. Okay, so Martina and Fight Club is something that hasn't really uh, meshed for this podcast since the very beginning. No, it's never really sat right. No. Si- since, like, she first appeared at the bar Yeah. at Fight Club Pro in the um, um, Fiction Warehouse. Yeah, and, you know, from then on, like, doing a lap dance yeah. uh, to a punter. Um Dragging Dan Maloney down in in a few I mean, with, with probably her and, her, and Schaefer, probably so. her at her best, to be honest. Well, yeah, but um, so she's never really been completely to our liking. 
Um, and tonight she was a member of the anti-fun police. Yeah, she was Martina Obstruction, yeah. one of the brothers of Obstruction, because um, Jim Hunter has got an injury at the moment. Now, I mean, let's go off on a slight tangent there. Um, are the brothers of Obstruction in Fight Club Pro? No, but also I don't think they're part of the anti-fun police anymore in Attack Cannon. Right, it's all very weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Martina was filling in for Jim Hunter um, as Martina uh, Obstruction. Yep. Um, teaming with uh, Lee Obstruction. Yep. Uh, Chief Deputy Dunn and Los Federales Santos Jr. Yes. Um, now, I mean... It's a funny thing that she be, she was the, the fourth person. Yeah. Initially, there was a fun joke there where um, Santos had been tasked with finding the fourth. I mean, why would you let Santos find your fourth? Yeah, well, that's a joke, isn't it? Yeah. He's a dope. Um, he was supposed to have done all the rigorous checks, um, and they ended up with Martina, who's not coming out to Darude at the moment, yeah, it's weird, which isn't is it? travesty. Like, yeah. the music that she's coming out to... It's, it just feels. I mean, it's a recognisable dance song, yeah. But it doesn't feel as stupid as no. Sandstorm by Darude. No. And in fact, I remember that first time that she appeared in Fight Club Pro, and Martino sort of came out. Trent Seven just said into the mic, "Of course it's Darude." Yeah. And you know, it seemed it seemed to fit. So yeah, and they they were against um, the impromptu foursome of the Medusa Complex Millie McKenzie and Charlie Evans yeah, and uh, the uh, tag team because they're both Japanese yeah uh, Chihiro Hashimoto and you yeah and you 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 yeah. no no you yeah no you uh, very good great <laughs> <laughs> um, so initially it was just like it was going to be a tag match between those two even though they're fighting tomorrow in yeah. Manchester on the Sendai Girls show and then it got turned into this this, this fuss yeah um so I don't think Fight Club Pro do comedy very well. No. Um, I think there's there's something about the sensibility. I don't know whether it's of the people that run it, or whether there's something just about the crowd or the venues, or something which makes the comedy like as broad as humanly possible. Um, and yeah, just a little bit dumb, and also. Like, just not land right. Yeah. And it, it also, it, it seems that when Martina first kind of came to prominence on the, the British scene... Yeah. It was a very specific thing that she was an old lush with lots of kids. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm reliably informed there there are girls like that in Dublin. Right. Apparently. I mean, there are girls like that all over the place, but sure, apparently okay. it, was a, it was a Dublin stereotype, blah, blah, blah. Um, but now it, it seems she's not even really that much. She's, she's just, let's do some comedy. Yeah. Call Martina. Yeah, it's just like, Here, here's Martina, she's stupid. Yeah. Um... And uh, they did a bit in the match as well where... It's one, so just to preface yeah. this... It's one of the all-time worst moments I've seen yeah. in an independent wrestling match, I think. Um, so she's on the Sendai Girls show tomorrow, right? Yeah. 
against somebody Eiger 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 um, from Denmark yeah um, and do you know who my famous favourite Danish wrestler is who Sauna Dersen oh, very good yeah. Swedish uh, come on Scandinavian right okay um, so there and she's spooky yeah she's got a white mask face yeah and she's spooky yeah so lights went out her music played I presume it was her music yeah and the video came up on the screen she didn't come out she wasn't no. there um Martina fucking legged it yeah like she shit her pants yeah she got scared and was like I'm going or I'm going and like ran yeah literally just ran off yeah um and it's fine, but it's fine. Like if you're in, if you're doing that match, and she's scared going into the match. Yeah. But like to like literally stop all momentum in the middle of a match to do that. Yeah. To build to the match tomorrow, just didn't work. Didn't well, work. At also, all. in this big meta universe that we live in now which we have to acknowledge because we know about WWE in Fight Club Pro and we know about New Japan in Fight Club Pro and obviously we know about Sendai in Fight Club Pro. Yeah. Um, not, you know, not a month ago I saw Martina fight Sue Young and not be scared of her really. Well, yeah. So, you know, what's the difference? Well, Danish, right? Yeah, Danish. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and it's just, it seemed a, a waste... I mean, in, in one way, we're not going to the Sendai Girls show. No. It's in Manchester. Yeah, part of the reason is it's in Manchester, and that's far away. I mean, away. that's the main reason. Yeah. The um, the other reason is that we already had tickets to Fight Club Pro, and I, I presume we'd get to see, you know, most of the girls that we wanted to see. Yeah. Uh, especially, the, you know, the Japanese lads uh, on this show tonight. And we did. But it seemed like a bit of a waste of Chihiro Hashimoto, apart from the aforementioned bit where she suplexed Super Santos yeah. uh, Junior. Um, yeah, it's just like, and Millie and Charlie, um, Charlie doesn't get many matches at Fight Club Pro, and you know, to put her in essentially a comedy match, was, it, it just didn't fit. It didn't do anybody any favours. No. And it's like it's like the other side of the coin to that scramble match. Because it's like, we're Fight Club Pro. What we do is just throw a bunch of stuff out there. And because we've got loads of good wrestlers, it's going to end up being entertaining for the most part. Yeah. But then when we try and interject our storytelling or attempt at... Or uh, build for the next show, it's just going to fall flat. Yeah. So you do a scramble match like they did, and it's just a bunch of silly shit because somebody's just essentially gone. Seven of you, you just go and work it out. Yeah. Yeah. You, you you know what you're doing. Um. But then the other is like, there's eight of you, and we want to do this stupid thing in the middle of it. Don't work. And also that there was no hint of any tension. Uh, between um, the Medusa Complex and the Japanese lads um, to build to their match for tomorrow. No, there um, may be a tiny bit, like, as they were leaving. Yeah, but, you know... They're not in the match. There could have been some miscommunication. If, there could have been some stealing of pins. If anything, like, Millie was cheering them on. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Yeah. 
That we've railed against yeah. previously. Not my graps is like the greatest hits Fight Club Pro tonight. Yeah. Um, we got another appearance of Stone Cold Martin Zaki tonight. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first one for a little while. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. yeah. Um, came stomping out to the ring, yeah. with a chair in hand, to chase off the villains on his own. Yeah, because Schadenfreude uh, had just beaten. The team of Mako Satamura and Dash Jisako. Yeah. Wonderful to see them two. You know? Love yeah. to see Mako. Fun match. Yeah. Um, and they were about to put Dash through a table. Yeah. Um, and out came Stone Cold Martin Zaki. Yeah. Um, slid into the ring with his chair. Um, left the chair behind initially. Um, and everyone. Do you know what? what? I think we need to, like. Um, we need to change it. We can't call him Stone Cold Martin Zaki. Okay. I feel like that's giving him too much <laughs> credit. Maybe we need to call him, like, Martin Ozak. Right. Shane McZaki. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shane Ozaki. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Shane Ozaki came into the ring, and uh, Schadenfreude uh, took a powder after uh, being sort of beaten up a bit by Martin Zaki and just left Lycos in the ring. Yeah. And then Zaki put Lycos through the table. Yeah, which raises some ethical questions. Um, Lycos was being very contrite at the time. He was, he kissed Martin Zaki's feet. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously Lycos is a dastardly villain. Yeah. A weasel. Um, Shitty and wolf. Would very just as soon hit you with a baking tray as he would kiss your feet. Yeah. Um, but Zaki picked him up and put him through a table. Yeah. Now Lycos is on on the shelf. Well, for good. I mean, if he's going to interject himself in matches, well, yeah. then... You know. But he is, you know, he's on the injured list, and we yeah. all know that. Well, yeah. We as the audience of, you know, we've felt sympathy with, you know... Nah, fuck him. Fuck that wolf. Well, yeah, but also, Martin Zaki doesn't come across as sympathetic when he's <laughs> putting a smaller man who is permanently injured through a table. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, at that point... Schadenfreude rushed the ring again. Yep. Um, and uh, Mark Davis took a fork to Martin Zaki's head. Yeah. Um, and Zaki bled. Yeah. He bled. He did. He bled. He bled and he bled and he bled. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, Ricky Shane Page and Clint Margera. Well, Ricky Shane Page and Clint Margera were backstage. Yeah. And Ricky Shane Page turns to Clint and goes, Oh, do you. Do you smell? Do you smell something? Oh, do you, it smells like it smells like a, an overweight man is bleeding in the wrestling ring. Am I? Am I back? Is this CCW? <laughs> um, it was just drawn to it, yeah. like a like a like a deathmatch shark. So ran, they ran to the ring to try and help out. Yeah. Um, kind of helped out a little yeah, bit, then but then up. got beaten up. Um, kind of like chumps. Zaki had chased everybody off. Yeah. And then they came out, and they were basically ineffectual. Yeah. So there, there's 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 part one of that. Yeah. And then to save the day. Yeah. And this is a, the good bit of this. Like, so yeah. We're, yeah. We're stepping out of love of not my graphs for a bit, and maybe back into love the graphs a little bit. 
break in the format. Yeah, come uh, on then. Dan Maloney came out. Yeah. Uh, his music hit and he pranced a bit at the top of the stage, uh, putting the fear of God into people. He did with, with Everbrock with bounce, Dan. didn't he? Yeah. And if you want to see an impression of Rock Bounce, ask me next time you yeah, see him. I do yeah. a very good one. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and Dan Maloney came down and saved the day, uh, which is good because we've been we've been praying for for ages for somebody to come down and save the day for Fight Club Pro from Schadenfreude. Yeah. Uh, Zaki and G-Man, they ain't cutting it. No. Well, I'm going to say I'll be I'm well on board with G-Man. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm still waiting for G-Man Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, I mean, I'd preferred it was Travis Banks. Um, well, he, it's too late for that now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he was in a multi-man again, and to be honest, he'd done his bit earlier in the night. Yeah, he defended Wolverhampton. Yeah, from the city of Wolverhampton. The slanderous El yeah. Fantasma. Yeah. Um, and Dan came out, and yeah, I, I think it's too late for Trav. They've kind of burnt that bridge. Yeah. Um, and Dan Maloney is basically the only person that they've got that has any heat at the minute. Yeah. In terms of baby him. face. You know, he beat Jordan Devlin yeah. in the in the semi-main, in the Sammy Jane. Yeah. Um, to, to keep that heat going. Um, and then what it what it led to then was um was Zachy getting on the mic and issuing a challenge uh, to Schadenfreude, um, saying that it's all got to end and it's all gonna end at Project Mayhem. Yeah. Um, in the death house. Nay, Project Death House. Yeah, Project Death House. Now, this is this might be where we slightly diverge on things here. In that I am not as against this as you are. Well. And that's because I am uh, an ageing, uh, overweight former wrestler <laughs> um, who would love that kind of chance to have that right. one final match right. in, a, in a death house. So I can understand the attraction of it. Well, for the Martins, I... For me, I've got mixed feelings on it. Um, they have to do it. Yeah. It's gotten to the point where Martin Zaki has to have a match yeah. against Schadenfreude. He has to. Because he's been too involved physically. Um, he's been shown to be their equal a lot yeah. of times, which he should never have been. No. Um... So it needs to get to a point where he is actually competing against them. Yeah. Now, I, whilst I accept that, I don't think we should ever have got to this point. No. I think Martin Zaki should have always been the man behind the curtain and never the man in front of it. I think... I don't know. I, I, think, it's, I think it's dangerous. I think it sets a dangerous precedent. Um, I don't think he is a big enough character to really carry that stuff off. He's okay, he's okay when he's just doing promo stuff with them. He's all right, but it is basically like you're a dickhead. Get you're going to have a match, dickhead. Like I, I I do think that maybe the death house thing might be a good idea in, in that if he was going to have a match. I mean, we never saw Zach Martinez wrestle. We don't know how good or bad it was. Right. Um he's obviously been preparing for this because every time I see a picture of the, the Fight Club Pro training school he's, he's in the, the picture with the with the lads and lasses that train there um, so he's obviously been preparing for this but I think the the kind of gimmick match that you're going to have um, in the death house can kind of protect somebody who's not a regular worker yeah you know what I mean especially if he's being directed by somebody like Ricky Shane Page um, who 
and we know that that's his that's his stuff in it. Yeah, that's his stuff. It does make me think um, with how he got involved, and you know, this is just me completely kind of speculating off the top of my head. It is also the kind of match that maybe Lycos could take part in. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that would make five potentially for Schadenfreude. Well, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't imagine Dan Maloney will be in the Death House. I always, well, the implication I, was... Right, well, I kind of pictured it as being um, Zaki, uh, Ricky Shane Page and Clint Margera against maybe Brooks, Fletcher and... and well, and other there were four. Kid, there maybe. were four people yeah. on each side. Yeah, I guess. There. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so that's um, that's Project Mayhem, Project Death House coming up. Yeah. So whilst I accept that it is the logical place to go, yeah, I, I still, I just don't, I just don't want to see promoters putting themselves out yeah. like that. It's kind of like at the end of the night when you've been locked out of the flat and you're absolutely pissed the logical place is to sleep under the bush yeah. in the front garden but you should never get to that point yeah yeah it's you know so much has, has gone wrong to get to that point and Martin Zaki stepping into the death house might be sleeping under a bush in your front garden yeah oh my cat hasn't shit there yeah which cat the cat that actually lives there or the cat that well, doesn't the neighbour's cat yeah I mean you haven't got a front garden so no I haven't um, so that was Fight Club Pro. Yeah, I mean, it was a really good show. There was a lot of good stuff, particularly in the first half. I thought the first half um, was really entertaining. Yeah. Um, and I liked the main event. Yeah. I mean, the main event was a pretty standard Fight Club Pro tag main event. Yeah. I mean, um, they didn't brawl into the crowd. They didn't, but there was lots of shenanigans. Yeah. Um, ref bump. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. Yeah. Um, Mako's great. Good to see Brooks um, back from Japan. Yeah. Brought um, a referee with him, didn't he? Brought a referee. Looking that referee with a couple of buttons undone on his shirt. Yeah, the gold necklace. Looking, looking very handsome. Yeah, lovely hair. I hope he sticks around. Yeah. I choose to believe that. Uh, He's a permanent addition to Fight Club Pro and nothing yeah. to do with the fact that Sendai Girls are over yeah. at the moment. It's just a coincidence. Well, he probably called Travis up. Yeah. Travis, please can I come and stay with you for a while? I know that Shay is in America at the moment, so maybe I could referee a few shows. Yeah, and Travis in his best Japanese went, of course, come on over. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, so good, good, good show for yeah. the most part. Um, we didn't really talk about the Devlin Dan Maloney match. I mean, it was a fine match. I don't it really care fine, about it. It was fine, but I didn't. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I didn't care. Yeah. Um, two people who were bad guys six months ago now were expected to believe that they are honourable heroes fighting against each other. Yeah. Don't buy it. Also, Dan's pants kept like peeking outside of his trunk. I think one of his butt cheeks might be bigger than the other. Trying to get out. <laughs> um, fun show. Yeah. Fight Club Pro. Value for money? Yeah, always. We talked a little bit earlier about whether or not we'd renew our season tickets, and that's an ongoing question. Yeah, I mean, we, we know about half a dozen people who've got season tickets to Fight Club Pro, and I think they're all having the same thoughts, um, because it's usually around sort of September, October, that they announce um, 
the, the season ticket renewals for, yeah. for current holders. Um, and I think everybody's kind of thinking, I don't, is it essential anymore? When you go, it's great. Hey, but, you know, is any wrestling essential? Well, anymore? I mean, there is that. There is that. Outside of good wrestling. Well, obviously, yeah, good wrestling is, is top of the pile. Yeah, and game changer wrestling. Yeah, well, I like to think of Game Changer as the American good wrestling. Yeah, very much is, yeah. Yeah, um, I like to think of Owen Charles as the British Nick Gage. Right, yeah. Uh, he wrestled in calf jeans on the weekend. Yeah. I mean, maybe if Owen Charles went to prison for armed robbery, he might be interested. How do you know he didn't? Well, he... How do you know he hasn't been in prison for armed robbery? Well, if, if you have, Owen, let us know, because then I might care about you. All right. You know, this ongoing Alan Boone knowing Charles view. It's getting out of hand. Yeah. Um, so, right, when are we back next? I don't know. Well, do you know what? We, I mean, I, I don't want to promise in case it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. But our next show may be um, a show reporting on a sketchy show that is for free in a pub in New yeah. Bagnall. Um, it's a little way away at the moment, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, with a man called Tomby. Yeah, Tomby and um, Eddie Hitler's wrestling. He is, yeah, and Richie Rich. Yeah, the tag team bottom. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so can't wait to see keep that. Keep an eye out. I, I can imagine there will be no not my graps that night. No, it's yeah. going to be solid. LTGs. Yeah. Up We're going to have to change it and have thirty. <laughs> love the graps and no not my graps. Yeah, every every spot will get an, a love the graps. Yeah, we might even do it live. Call them. Yeah. And all you'll hear is the sound of the, the show. Mm. And when something good happens, we'll just shout, Love the Graps! Love the Graps! I love that. Love that. Yeah. Love those Love those Graps. Love that Grap. Yeah. That particular Grap. Yeah. So, thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, we'll be back at some point in the distant future. Yeah. I mean, get on the Facebook group. The Facebook group's been, been keeping going. Yeah. I mean, this is the first podcast we've done in, in like six or seven weeks. Um, but we've been keeping it real. Keeping it real indeed, yeah. like Richie Manic, yeah. um, for real. Um, that's a reference from the past. Yeah, do you remember that bit of flesh fell out of the fall? Yeah, it horrible, gross. wasn't it? Horrible. Um, but yeah, we'll be back at eventually. Yeah. Um, do other things with your life. Yeah, listen to other podcasts. Listen to We Don't Talk About the Weather. Um, or listen to uh, what's a good one that I like. Well, it doesn't matter. Just I listened to uh, Series 3 of Serial over the past couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Really, really liked See, it. See, li- I've heard the first few and I did like it, but I yeah. didn't keep up with it. Series 1 or 2, I'm not interested in them at all. Yeah. Series 3 was right in my alley. Really yeah. liked it. I always like the uh, I like the ESPN 30 for 30 podcast, which okay. are like uh, sports stories. Yeah. I like sports stories more than I like sports. Right, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like that with um, like sport like baseball. I like the idea of baseball yeah. and the concept of baseball more than actual baseball. Yeah, I like I, I like um, the stories, the drama. I like it when somebody tells me that it's been dramatic yeah. rather than expecting me to follow it and find it dramatic because it's always too long. I watched the Wimbledon final the other week. Oh, it went on forever, didn't it? It went on forever. And it was the same two men that are always playing, and the result was one of the two possible results yeah. that has happened a bunch of times previously. So that was a waste of a Saturday. I was watching the. Uh, it was a Sunday. I was watching the uh, cricket on 
time. Well, they booked that final it to finished, perfection. It finished, yeah. and then I could put the cricket on. Yeah. Again, something I'm not that bothered about, but it, the ending of that was more fun than the four hours that I'd spent on the Wimbledon yeah. final. It was well booked, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right, thanks very much. It's now four minutes to one in the morning. I'm probably going to wait until the morning to put this up. Yeah. I'm just going to go to sleep. I don't blame you. I don't have anything to do first thing tomorrow. That's if you can get to sleep. It's still hot as balls. It's sticking. It's yeah. hot as hot balls. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening and go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun Up the hills that we climbed, where the seasons are high All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun Up the world that we keep, where the starfish on the beach